Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to Bent Up Cycling on Over the Top Radio. I'm George Thomas in Boulder, Colorado, your co-host, with Dana Lieberman. Yeah, here we are. And do we have a guest for you today? Oh, one of my favorites, Maria Parker. <laughs> Thanks, Dana. And she's just going to take it away, George. You and I don't even actually have to say anything. <laughs> you've, you've, my, my reputation precedes me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. How are you, Maria? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's a beautiful, hot day in North Carolina. It's actually a very cool day, day in, in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, I mean, in, in southern North Carolina, it's it's always it's always warm. So it, uh, the summers are long. It's I can uh, I'm looking out my window and, and uh, we're about to have a thunderstorm, which is typical for the afternoons here too. So it's a great place to live and cycle. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Maria, let's start out by just getting to know you a little bit. What sports were you interested in growing up, and what led you to get into the sport of cycling? <laughs> That's a great question, because I was not an athlete growing up. In fact, my uh, I grew up in a family with six kids, and it, when, you, when there's a lot of siblings, everybody sort of picks their thing, and athletics was not mine. I was the smart one, which is, I think, just as good, <laughs> but um, but I remember my uh, sixth grade um, PE teacher. I'll never forget her. Her name was Ms. Witt, and uh, we were doing I think sit ups or push ups in PE class one day, and she said she called me a jelly bean in front of the whole class. She just called me out and said, you know, Maria, you're you, you can do better than that. You're just a jelly bean, and I was humiliated, mortified, and so you know, ever after that, I just avoided avoided any physical activity <laughs> um, until uh, until uh, late high school. My dad, uh, who was read Kenneth Cooper's book, The 30-Minute Aerobic Solution, which is probably one of the very first books about aerobic exercise, he read it and he started jogging in place in our basement. I joined him. Um, so I started jogging in high school and um, nothing really serious, but then uh, just sort of kept at it. I was kind of pudgy, and <clears throat> but I that sort of kept my weight down. Um, I didn't start uh, cycling until uh, much later. I had uh, a lot of little. I have four children, and when the kids were all little at home, I needed an excuse to get away. <laughs> so I, I went. I started uh, running and then cycling <clears throat> early in the morning, um, just to have some alone time away from the kids. 
Now, if I recall, you've said that when you started cycling, you were actually sort of a middle-of-the-pack rider. You were yeah. never out front. Oh, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a, I, I would venture to say, were I ever to get back on a, which I never will, a traditional bike, <laughs> I would still be a middle-of-the-pack rider. Um, yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm, I, I have good, uh, my skills are, are in, in being willing to, to, to endure discomfort for a long time. That goes with motherhood, I think. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm not a great cyclist, or I wasn't a great cyclist. I, I did. I started cycling really because I, you know, I was running, and it was kind of a natural progression. I wanted to do triathlons, and um, mm-hmm. so I, I started riding a bike. But I was I was never terribly good at it, and never really enjoyed it until I got to recumbents. Until um, well, I'll just continue monologuing here. Um, one day I was asking, um, I wanted Jim, my husband to ride with me and he's like, he's a physician. And he said, uh, ain't no way I'm getting on a bike and you know, I'm just, just, you know, I'm not doing it. I've, I've, I've seen the studies. I, I know what the x-rays look like. I'm not getting on a regular bicycle seat. <laughs> I'm not going to ride with you. And so he started doing research on recumbent bikes and, um, he, he, being a very thorough man, he did six months of research. I'll never forget it because every single night he'd get on the internet and he would look and he read everything on Bent Rider Online and and learned about uh, recumbents and bought this really weird front wheel drive recumbent from John Tolhurst in Australia. And when he got it and had it built, I looked over at him on it and I said, I would not be caught dead on one of those things. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and, but he started riding with me and he enjoyed it. And so I, I was riding my Nishiki and he was riding the, the cruise bike. And um, one day after about 25 miles when my wrist had, you know, were hurting, my neck was hurting, I said, hey, let's switch. So we did. And I, I, I've hardly ever gone back since. It was, it was a transformative experience for me because it, it, re, it brought back the joy of riding a bike that I had when I was seven years old. Just the freedom, the you know, just the just you know, the view of the road. Everything was just fabulous again. He bought me one, and and uh, we bought into the company, and the rest is history. Yeah, can you tell us a little about cruise bike? Sure, uh, cruise bike is a recumbent bike. Um, <clears throat> it's it's a little different than uh, other recumbent bikes in that the the uh, it's it's power the front wheel is powered so the you when you a recumbent bike as most of your audience I'm sure knows is is um is one where you pedal out in front of you and you sit on a more of a typical chair type seat and um, uh, when you pedal a cruise bike it, it actually drives the front wheel so um, it's a shorter chain and um, and you know we think it's very efficient it climbs really well compared to other recumbents and um, you know it's 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 just great I, I I'm obviously since I you know, own the company. <laughs> I'm very enthusiastic about cruise bike, but I, I, I think I would be passionate about it anyway. And we have a, a group of customers who's just incredibly passionate about about the bike. It's it's really fun to ride, as are all recumbents. Well, it was very funny to me. I was just in Florida visiting my sister and uh, saw a cruise bike in their garage. And my brother-in-law has been riding one for a couple of years, and he loves it. That's amazing. And I just said, wow, I'm going to have the owner of Cruise Bike on, <laughs> like, tomorrow. <laughs> well, you know, they used to be very rare, but we've been in business long enough that we're starting to see them when we were looking at the start of the PBP. The, I guess they had a special start maybe for 
different kinds of bikes. Yes. And yes, uh, they do. so we, we were looking at that and we counted at least four cruise bikes there. So that was really exciting for us. <laughs> yeah. So you've bought a bike company. You're finally riding a, a really comfortable bike. But that's 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 been quite a leap to to go start preparing for a race across America. How exactly did that leap happen? Well, we <clears throat> we we were riding our, our little slow twenty six inch wheels, you know, fat tired cruise bikes, and uh, Jim and I were both, and we were doing a, a ride here in North Carolina called Mountains to the Coast, and Jim got on on this forum which is called Bent Rider Online, and po- boasted that we were faster than any other recumbent. And, and he just caught, you know, so much, so much crap for it. Well, I mean, yeah. they, they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe uh, he was making those claims. And, he, and, and uh, so he said, oh, Maria, you need to enter a race and show really how fast this is. And, you know, I said, well, why don't you enter the race? He said, you have time to train for it. So I started uh, racing the cruise bike and, um, and doing well and having a really good time because I'd never been – particularly that good at anything athletic and all of a sudden I was winning these races and setting records and um and and it was just for fun and really just a publicity stunt for the company and then um my sister who was very very dear to me she's very close to me she's 10 months older and she was 10 months older than I am and we're just best friends our whole lives and um shared a bed bed and shared a room almost throughout growing up she was diagnosed with brain cancer and um, this was in 2012, and just just devastated me. Um, it's still very, very, very difficult. I miss her every day, very emotional. But anyway, when she was diagnosed, I realized how little uh, good research there was for uh, brain cancer. Like a lot of cancers, um, the, the main treatment is what I call the, the cut-burn-poison approach. <laughs> cut it out, radiate it and poison it. Um, and, um, then there was not much else for her. Um, and brain cancers, just the particular kind she has very deadly. And, uh, <clears throat> I was there when the doctors, you know, told her you're, you know, you're probably going to die in less than two years. She had five kids and I, 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 I'll never forget the look on her face when she, um, you know, when she realized she wasn't going to get to see her kids graduate from school or get married or have children. So, Anyway, I wanted to do something. I, I really thought maybe I could just raise enough money <laughs> to have enough research to cure, you know, in time to cure Jenny. Um, and so the only event that I knew of that I was that I that was relatively high profile was Race Across America. So I decided to enter Race Across America to raise money for brain cancer research um, and use you know sort of my background in ultra cycling for that. And um, I had no idea what I was getting into. Was, you know, really, really tough, but it was successful in that we we did we did raise a lot of money for brain cancer research. Not enough, unfortunately, um, to, to 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 do the research to save my sister. She died last June nineteenth, but um, but it's still a, a passion for me. I'm very involved in the brain cancer community, and I and I really want to make a difference on Jenny's behalf and all those people who are. Who's, who are impacted by brain cancer. It's just such a dire disease. It's, you know, it's just terrible. Other cancers, I have a sister who has breast cancer, and she's going to live a long and full life thanks to the Susan G. Komen Foundation and other organizations like that. And I want to I make a difference like that for brain cancer. 
So is it just that brain cancer is so rare that the the pharmaceutical companies don't necessarily have a lot of motivation to to focus on it? You know, I don't know. It's not that rare, and I don't I don't know why there isn't there isn't. Um, more, there's a lot of research in it. Uh, the research is the, in the, the, the kind of university level. So we used to mm-hmm. joke that if you were a rat and you got brain cancer, you were certainly going to live. But the, that, <laughs> that research isn't getting to human clinical trials because they're very, very expensive. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the, maybe the, 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 the research is going towards things that aren't drugs. You know, they're, they're uh, immunotherapies and things like that. So maybe, you know, I, I really can't tell you, Dana. I wish I knew. I, I've, it's been something I think about all the time. So as you were preparing for RAM, then you started a foundation, 3,000 Miles to a Cure. That's right. And you're raising money specifically for uh, brain, cancer, brain cancer research. That's right. That's right. Um, and it's, it's, it's ultra cycling is a perfect metaphor for cancer of any kind, but particularly brain cancer. You know, you, you both know George and Dana, you know, the kinds of ups and downs that you experience when you do a tough ultra cycling race. Um, and, and it's, it's so similar to brain cancer or to any cancer, you know, you have these high, high moments and low moments and, you know, there's a lot of suffering in the middle. <laughs> so, um, it's, yeah, we love, we love particularly Ram, uh, as a symbol, um, you know, for the fight against brain cancer. And you had a very difficult time during Ram where your foundation and your sister really kept you going. Isn't that correct? Yeah. It was an amazing experience. The, yeah. Um, yeah, we, you know, we, we, uh, our follow vehicle was hit on the third day and, and destroyed and, and the, uh, crew were injured and, um, we, we, we DNF'd, we, we said we can't continue, we didn't have any equipment and I was very concerned about my son and the other crew members and, um, and then the, the, the community who had already, the brain cancer community and the families and friends had, who had already sort of locked on to the race and locked on to what I was doing, just sort of sent out so many encouraging notes and letters and uh, we decided that we really should <clears throat> at least try to finish the race even if we did it unofficially. And so we got back in, but that, but I, I don't know how people do RAM without the kind of support I had from um, from the people who were following it. I. I, after a while, it was just, I couldn't, I, I wanted to stop. <laughs> I was tired and I was horribly uncomfortable. I, if it had just been me, I would have stopped. But knowing the people out there who had been impacted by brain cancer particularly were watching and it was for them, it was very, very important that I finished. And, you know, I would get notes like, you know, my son is in the hospital and his third round of treatment, he's watching you. He's going to buy a bike as soon as he's out of here. He, you know, you got to keep on going. It was, it was really an incredible, incredible, uh, uh, I can still get goosebumpy thinking about the, the kind of support and the way I was lifted up by the hopes and thoughts and prayers of the people watching. Now, it's also very impressive to me that Rob White was out riding Ram this year for your foundation. Yeah, yeah. we've It's been really great. You know, Jackie Schlitter did it the year after mm-hmm. I did it, and um, unfortunately she couldn't finish, but she was she talked to me a lot about the encouragement from the people. Um, and one of the reasons why she didn't finish is that 
my sister died right in the middle of Ram, and I was with Jackie, and I had to go home, and it was it was devastating to Jackie, um, and I think very difficult for her. And then Rob White this year, uh, I we, I was at Texas Time Trials in the last fall, and um, and uh, and he came in third, and um, I I you know I'd seen him and heard his name, and I just really liked him, and we we came up to him after Texas and said uh, he said he was going to do Ram, and I said. How do you feel about brain cancer? <laughs> and he said, actually, uh, my friend's son has has successfully fought brain cancer. I'm very interested, and I'd love to arrive for 3,000 miles to a cure, which was very gratifying to me, of course. And and watching Rob, <clears throat> I was on his crew, you know, watching him, and again, it was it was it was it was like my ram all over again. In the end, he he was just doing it for those people who who were impacted by brain cancer. He was so uncomfortable and he was so, you know, you all, you both know about this, but the end of Ram is just, it's just excruciating. And he, he continued and we read him these notes and letters and Facebook posts. And he was so encouraged by that. I'm sure that carried him to the end successfully. And he was pretty injured in the last 400 miles. Didn't he have something with his collarbone and something in one other leg? He couldn't walk. He couldn't. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Yeah, he had pulled a muscle. Yeah, he had pulled a muscle. He'd fallen. He was, he was so sleep deprived. And, uh, and then he finally fell and broke his collarbone. And, um, and you know he was. That was the last. I think the last hundred miles or so. And you know it, he was. It was just. I couldn't believe he got back on the bike and continued. I. I was so proud of him. Wonderful. It was a great, great moment. He actually needs to start the clavicle foundation. I think that's his third <laughs> his break third. of his collarbone this year. <laughs> yes, his third. He broke. He broke it at Sebring too last year, and I think he'd broken it before then. Yeah, he seemed that his one shoulder is way lower than the other. I said. Robert. You're going to have to have surgery. He's been putting off having surgery, really, to have it properly fixed. Now, you're listening to Bent Up Cycling on Over the Top Radio. Please be sure to check us out on social media at Facebook at Over the Top. Uh, And you can also follow us on Twitter at Over the Top Bike. Uh, Instagram, we're Over the Top Cycling. And uh, you can follow us on iTunes or the Acast app. And be sure to check out our website at overthetopradio.net. Today, we, our show is co-hosted by Dana Lieberman and our guest, Maria Parker. Yay! <laughs> You're a great Gotta throw host, those Dana. cheers in there. <laughs> You're a great host. So, Dana? Yes, George? Go right ahead. Um, so, I hear a little rumor has it that you are doing the Hoodoo 500 uh, in what, like three weeks, four weeks? Two, two weeks. Two weeks. It's a week from Saturday. Yeah, I'm shaking in my boots. 
I, uh, <clears throat> I I've wanted to do the hoodoo since I, since I heard about it. I've heard it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. We had talked about doing it and doing the staged race, which seems really reasonable. And um, <clears throat> so it was on our list for this year. And then I uh, was uh, you know, sitting in as a crew member for Rob White's Ram, you know, was just wanting, I was aching to get out there and, and ride, as you can imagine, you know, watching from behind, uh, you know, for 10 days. So, um, I was really, really motivated when I got back and I decided to do the, do the 500, uh, solo instead of the stage race. Um, just a little, a little tougher. And also Shauna Hogan's doing it. And, uh, she was, um, She's about my age, and she's a great competitor, so I was looking forward to being in the same race with her. Wonderful. Now, Maria, I want to shift gears a little bit. Uh, Sebring and other events, uh, you frequently win, but sometimes don't get the recognition of winning because you're on a recumbent. How does that make you feel, and how do you think we can change that? Great question, George. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I... I, um... I mean, I, I think I get lots of recognition. I, I wouldn't agree with that so much. Um, my our frustration is in is in the idea that recumbents can't or shouldn't compete with and against um, other bikes. Um, one of the things we love about ultra cycling is that it's open to everyone and you know on wheels. And um, but I'd sure love to be able to do um, other events that weren't just ultra cycling events and compete. Um, so, you know, why, why that is, uh, I can, you know, I could go into it. It's, it's a long ago rule by the UCI, you know, from 1936 that banned recumbents and really stopped, I, we think stopped the development of bikes. You know, we really think that recumbents are, uh, and I know Dana will agree with me, safer, uh, in many, many ways, um, you know, safer for your, for your, for your biomechanics, um, safer in an accident. Um, and I've, I've never heard of a, a recumbent rider breaking their clavicle, but among my uh, traditional uh, rider friends, every single one of them has a broken clavicle. <laughs> so um, you don't go head first when you're in an accident. Um, and, and they're just, they're fun and great. So we, yeah, we think that we should, we should be uh, considered as equals um, in these events. And, uh, you know, we just, we'll just keep plugging plugging away uh, at it uh you know dana you probably have some theories as to why we haven't gotten uh more more uh notoriety or acclaim for our wins what do you think well i, I mean we're a very small group of riders in an already niche sport uh, in terms of ultra cycling but in broader cycling we're just a very 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 tiny small group and you know, when you're at these races and there's uh, 200 people on traditional bikes and three people on recumbents, you know, they want they want everybody to be on the same platform. Yeah. And so uh, we actually did a show on this a couple months ago and had this discussion. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure that we're going to be able to change it. I, 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 Me personally, I'm happy to just be able to participate. Yeah. Uh, even if it's in its own, if I'm in my own category, as long as I am competing against... Uh, you know, the other people on the road, that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what I guess George may, I think, was getting at is this notion that if you, Maria, finish first and you're on a recumbent and Shauna, just as a, a again, I, just because you brought that name a, mo- a moment ago, comes in behind you, but she's on a traditional bike, why is it that she would get the recognition for being the first 
female finisher. Well, she um, shouldn't. She absolutely right. shouldn't. And, and the great thing about Ram is they said Maria was the was the winner. I cut across the finish line first, and mm-hmm. so I was the winner, and I, I really appreciate that. You know, I, 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 I recumbents have advantages um, on the flats aerodynamically, but... You know, this is why I, I continually do hilly races. I live in the flats, but I tried to. I, I did a, a, a very famous race out here called the Assault on Mount Mitchell. Mm-hmm. It's just all. It starts down low and goes high. It doesn't even have any downhill in it. I just want to show people that you know we can and should be able to compete. Uh, you know, in, in any in any race for any reason. So I mean, I I I'm I think it's ridiculous to to imply that somehow recumbents you know can't be. Or shouldn't be competing against any platform. We ought to be showing what the what platform is fastest. I mean, if if a, if a fully fair recumbent beat me on a, in an event, I'd say, great, that's fast. You know, there's advantages mm-hmm. to a fully fair recumbent. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I I I prefer to ride a, an unfair recumbent, and um and I you know I love it, uh, and I you know I, I want people to recognize it. It's funny the people have a very visceral reaction to recumbents. They're not. You'd think they'd be sort of curious, but but my when we do these multi-day rides, um, <clears throat> like a cycle NC we did last year, and the first the first day, it's a seven-day ride. First day, people sort of avert their eyes. <laughs> it's like it's like they're a little embarrassed for you. And then by the third day, we cannot get people away from us at the rest stops because they're they're experiencing the dis- the, the biomechanical discomfort of their bikes, and they're curious about ours, and they've seen how we pull away from them. Um, you know. So anyway, but it's. It's 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 something that we've discussed a lot, but I just love the bike. I love riding. I like you. I feel privileged to be able to participate in any event that they will allow me, um, and I want to do the best I can. Wonderful. Uh, the reason I brought that up, I know there was some controversy and a lot of uh, discussion after Sebring this year, so I just wanted to give you some uh, chan- <laughs> chance to voice your opinion. Well, thanks, George. I appreciate that. Sebring is a, is a it's it's a very flat race, and so recumbents typically do very well. And I think that that brings you know that that sort of brings the issue up. But no, we we ought to. I I think we ought to. First person across the finish line should get the first place trophy. As far as I'm concerned, we're all riding bikes and should be competitive and have a great time. So. Right, right. And yep. I think it's it's fun to when there's lots of different kinds of bikes out there. I mean, our sport needs to continue to grow in technology as well. You know, we, we, if, 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 uh, if, a uh, if there's something that we can do to make our bikes more efficient and faster, let's do it. I mean, that's the great thing about ultra cycling. It's all comers. It's great. And in the women's division, uh, Barbara Boutois and yeah. yourself had yeah. two recumbents as the overall, uh, champions. Yeah, Barbara is amazing, and she was she was riding well. She's she's just an amazing athlete. So I do find it interesting that a number of our guests, when they were younger, said, "You know, I just wasn't an athlete." So to hear you say that, and uh, I mean, I've never seen you uh, any other way than a very uh, fit, fast, excellent athlete. So to hear you say that at one point in your life you weren't. That just kind of blows me away, actually. <laughs> well, thanks. I mean, it's it's uh, the the bike has made me an athlete, and it's what you know. It's it's been really really fun to come into the sport kind of late, um, and and to 
you know, it's a small pond, but to make a little splash in it is, is, is incredibly exciting for me because I did not think of myself in that, as an athlete for so long. I definitely embrace that now. I, I train like an athlete and I eat like an athlete and I, and I, and I take these things very, very seriously. And I, it's just really fun. My kids have grown now and left the house, so I have time to devote to it. It's wonderful. As the owner of a cycling company, have you seen that your performance has been uh, good advertising for cruise bikes? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the we after Ram, we had a huge spike in sales of our high-end bikes. Um, we have we sell uh, a range of bikes that are you know the more laid back the bike, the the more aerodynamic generally, the faster it is. But a lot of people aren't really comfortable riding a bike. Uh, like that so we we sell some that are are much more upright but they're still fast they're still fast uh, compared to to other bikes so yeah it's been great for the company and it's so it's it so here I am in this you know particular time of my life it's where I the company that I own and run um is also meshes beautifully with my with my riding, which I love to do. You know, so I'm my 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 exercise. Every time I'm out exercising, I'm actually working for the company, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> and those two things work really really well, um, and are very synergistic for raising money for brain cancer research, which is my passion. And I, I it can't be in a better place um, other than I miss my sister every single day. <laughs> I can't be in a better place in my life and and, and in a more um, you know, just it's just great. I really feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm enjoying the heck out of it. I think of the self R and D that you bring with the mileage you put in, and I mean, if a designer wanted to try something different, who better? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a, we fortunately, I'm not the only one riding our bikes. Well, now we've got some really good riders out there, Ben Tomlin, and um, and and he's going to be doing uh, the Hoodoo too. Um, uh, as well as Leif Zimmerman, who just uh, did the a record um, in Washington State, and we've got um, just a lot of a lot of really good riders out there. I think in the next few years, uh, you know, we'll have we'll be setting records on our bikes all over. People will be setting records on our bikes all over the place. But you know, I really, it, and that's fun and great, and it's it's you know, as I said, it's all synergistic. But I would love. I live in a, a fairly affluent neighborhood, and I know that. Almost everybody in my, you know, neighborhood of 300 homes probably has two bikes in their garage. You never see anyone riding their bike, and I'm convinced that there's a certain portion of the population that can comfortably ride a traditional bike, but a lot of people can't because of their, you know, whatever their their body shape. And and I and my goal for the future is that recumbents would be accepted and considered an, an option for for those people because I think we really could make a difference in the uh, health of the of, of, of people and, 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 you know, environmental things if, if more people would get out on bikes. And I really think that more people would get out on bikes if, if people would, if some people would ride recumbents. My next door neighbors um, have two little kids and I, they bought, they must have bought bikes for Christmas or something last year. And I saw them in, in uh, February out there riding with their kids and then their kids kept riding and they stopped. <laughs> and I know why. Because I've experienced that, it just doesn't feel that good. It doesn't. It's not as good as it was when you were little, because you're big and you're heavy, and it puts all kinds of pressure in weird spots. And so I, I you know, other than, you know, cruise, cruise bike, you know, on some level, it's kind of a hobby business for us. But on some level, I really do want to change the world. I, I want, I want 
people to have access to this platform. I want it to be considered cool enough. Uh, I don't understand what you know really why why it's not. Even with my very good friends who I ride with all the time, they just um, my one friend said to me, you know, I'd have to be half dead to get on a recumbent. And this is a guy that I that I beat every single time we ride together. <laughs> But so anyway, for whatever reason, they're not accepted. I'd like to. I'd like that to be different. I, I, and we really hope to change the world with uh, with our recumbent bikes to, to make it to make an impact um, on on health and, and environment. Now, Maria, there are so many questions I have for you, and actually for Dana, uh, I would like to bring you both back for an edition of Bent Up Cycling where I'm interviewing the two of you about the business end of recumbents and bicycles. Would you be interested in that? I'd love it. Hey, if my lips are moving, I'm, I'm talking about it. So okay. that'd be great. <laughs> Dana? Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, the things that Maria was just saying resonate very strongly with me. I mean, I see it all the time when I'm out riding with a club. Oh, I won't get on one of those things until I'm, you know, I can't see or I can't walk or, you know, so there, there's definitely a bias. And, uh, I'm not sure. I like Maria. I love. I, mean, I, I left a nice job to do this because I'm changing people's lives when they get on these bikes. So absolutely, I'd love to talk more about that at some point. That would be great. Yeah. Well, Maria Parker, it has been an absolute pleasure visiting with you. It's very frustrating for me that it's taken so long to actually work out the schedule and everything where I was able to get you on the show because I've wanted you on for probably more than a year. Well, thank you, George. I'm very flattered to have been asked um, to be on the show. And anytime, hey, I can be a co-host too. I can be the Maria Dana George show. Right on. There you go. Nobody would get a word in edgewise on it. That's Oh, Dana, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure. Awesome. I love doing this show with you. Absolutely. My pleasure, George. I can't wait till next time. Been up cycling on Over the Top Radio. I'm George Thomas in Boulder, Colorado, Dana Lieberman, and Maria Parker. Thanks very much for joining us. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.